Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I believe that I have skipped a week or two. And then I realized last Friday when I wasn't up to recording a podcast episode that it was my three-year anniversary of this podcast. How does that even happen? So I I, I guess it's not the Singing Medium podcast that's three years, but the original title of this podcast will actually elevate her soul, which is my business name. And so over the years, it's evolved from Elevate Her Soul to the Singing Medium podcast. And that was three years ago. Like time is just going by so fast. Did you guys notice that? Like, I feel like time is like speeding up. And I think I've heard that from other people on Instagram that, you know, time is just speeding up and it really feels like it is. It just, uh, it's super weird, but I don't want to get into that. I want to dig into saying hello to everybody. How's everybody doing? Um, this week's podcast is going to be a mishmash of things, but however, I do have a surprise for you. I am going to give you two brand new predictions, two, not just one. I'm going to give you two. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you one in like the middle of the podcast, and then I'm going to give you another one at the end because I want you to listen to the whole thing because as always, I have some crazy stories to share with you. I don't know what I'm going to call this episode. I like, I call that mishmashy kind of strange stories slash psychic predictions for you. Um, as always, before I get into the podcast episode, I do want to share just one announcement with you is that I have some room still in psychic development level two. Now, if, if that scares you, that level two scares you, don't worry about it because I actually am running a wonderful one-year program right now full of brand new mediums. And some have been doing this for a little while as well. So there's different levels in there. So I'm pretty good at being able to navigate a class where there's different levels of development in there because we all learn at a different pace, kind of like kindergarten kids. Like I used to have the kindergarten moms come up to me and say, oh, my little Joey can't write his name yet or tie his shoe. And I'm like, listen, lady. He's not going to be 12 and not be able to write his name as tie his shoe like every kid learns at their own stages. And when they're ready, they will get it. Same with my kindergarten mediums. Like we can navigate different levels because we all come in with different skill sets. Some of us are naturally bornly gifted and some of us are not. Some of us had to learn. I'm the latter. Like people ask me, well, how did you get into this? I'm like, I learned, I went to school. I went to school and I learned how to talk to dead people. And I learned how to be psychic and get predictions for you and do the readings and say the crazy things that I say to you all every day on my stories and in your readings. So don't let number two scare you. Wait, did I just say don't let, <laughs> I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to erase that. I am pretty tired. It's like, it's late for me. It's like nine 45 at nighttime. And I had a huge nap today. And I'm going to tell you a story about my nap today, which you're like, that sounds boring, Jen, but it's not, I promise you it's not boring at all. So there's room for psychic two, please come and join us. There's room for four more. It actually begins May 2nd, which isn't that far away. It's like one week away. So if you're interested in developing a psychic skill, I also, oh, actually, I lied. I have more announcements. So if you're listening to this on Friday, tomorrow, come out to Moonflowers. I actually have four of my students are doing a psychic fair. Isn't that cool? That was Charlene's idea. And there's four psychics and mediums, and you can go get a 15 minute mini reading for $20. They're practicing, they're learning, they're amazing. Go and get a reading from them. I will be there to helping them. I'm not doing readings myself, but I will be helping them. So I will be there to greet you. I would love to see you come out. It's Moonflowers in Beaverton, Ontario. So check that out. 
And what else do I want to tell you? There's something else. It'll come to me after. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to share with you in this episode is my dream today. Let's start with that. So microdosing day, love microdosing day. I actually am being part of a study. So I volunteered to be part of what well, I get a $10 Starbucks gift card for my troubles and I can buy like one drink with that. So I'm very excited because I, I'm going to be part of a study with a university uh, for people who are microdosing. They want to do a, they want to study people who do microdosing. So I have um, two sessions booked with a a person who is in charge of that. And that's going to be very exciting. And I've actually changed up the kind of microdose that I use. So I was using a certain brand and it wasn't working for me anymore. So I found actually in the back of my cupboard, I had forgotten I bought this different kind of microdosing from a different company and it is working great. Like I felt a little trippy today. So if you've ever had a macro dose or have ever done like a mushroom, thing in your life, you'll know what I mean by trippy, right? So you have to lie down. Like you, like, it's really like, I take it in the morning on an empty stomach so that I can be very clear in my readings. Like I'm already clear. I don't need them to do readings, but I like just to have them sometimes when I feel called to do them. I do them twice a week, I believe, uh, two days in a row. And then sometimes a Saturday. And I just find that they just, like, I get I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to get in detail, but they just but today was trippy. I'm like, Ooh, I got, I was making lunch and I'm like, Ooh, I gotta lie down. Like it's a little trippy in here. And it was like starting to see like images, like a trippy kind of visions, like mushrooms and like all these like psychedelic kind of forms in my mind. It was really cool. And it was only one capsule. It wasn't like I had two or three or whatever. Um, but yeah. And then I had to go lie down. I'm like, I need to go upstairs and lie down. Like I usually have a nap. And so I wasn't like, I didn't think I was going to sleep, but I eventually fell asleep for like two hours, like two hours. And I remember having like a dream, but a not dream. So I'm going to explain. So like, I was probably in between worlds. Like I probably wasn't fully sleeping at that moment when I had that. And what microdosing does is if you heard me talk about it before and other people who are other actually know more what they're doing professionally is that it brings up like your subconscious, like things that you've buried, it helps you to heal. It makes you feel happier and more clear in your mind and like gets rid of the brain fog and depression, anxiety, all those things that I always talk about. But this actually brought up like a memory that I had completely forgotten about. And it was shoved down in my subconscious and the microdose brought it up. Like I would say the microdose and also me consciously taking the time to, to lie down and do nothing. So obviously we know that we're all very busy and The other day I had to take a bed day. I had to like change my appointments and upset a few people, my clients, but I I had to, like, I, I had to have a day in bed. I just couldn't move my body. I was just very lethargic, had no energy. And I don't want to give readings when I'm in that state. Um, I just totally lost what I was going to say. Oh, that's weird. Um, but anyways, I had to have a bed day. I needed to relax. So when you're still like, you have to be still, like you have to take time where you're doing nothing. And for a lot of people, that's really hard to, to be able to, you know, sit down and do nothing. It's, it's very tricky for some people, but I have trained myself where I know that being quiet and still, I'm not even, I wasn't even meditating. I was just lying down, closing my eyes with no purpose. I wasn't looking for answers. I wasn't like, Hey spirit, give me some psychic stuff. Tell me something I need to know. I didn't do any of that. I just laid there and just laid there. No agenda, no plan, nothing. And 
what happened started to happen as I was laying there waiting to fall asleep in the quiet with my favorite blanket, my favorite pillow, my dogs is I started to like, it felt like I was imagining, but I was like, I went back in time where I was 22 years old and I had a surgery when I was 22. Now it wasn't a major surgery. It was like laparoscopy surgery where they go in and see if you have endometriosis. And at the time it was like, not a trauma. I was like, whatever, I'm just having surgery to see if I have endometriosis. I still have a scar on my stomach from it, which is important information. And I went back to the time where I was on the operating table and I, I was like sort of floating in my body on the operating table. And I looked up and I saw the green color of scrubs. And there was a doctor there with glasses looking at me and he had like the mask on and they were talking, having conversations. And I could see the, the cloth divider that they put up when they're doing surgery. So you can't see what they're doing. Obviously they put you to sleep and I could hear them talking. Like, I can't really publicly say what I heard them saying. Um, but they were talking about me and, and things like that and saying things and like, could feel the, the pads, the lap pads going inside and like, like not inside my body because it's just like a little thing, but I could feel pulling and tugging and that kind of thing down there. And then I remembered later on during the day when I woke up that, um, I remember that surgery. I had completely forgotten it because it wasn't that big a deal apparently at the time. But then I'm like, wait a minute, it is a big deal. And I, I remember saying to the anesthesiologist, he had like a big, that thing, the big needle or whatever they put into your arm for the anesthetic to, to take effect. And they go count down from a hundred to whatever. And I got like 99, right. But before I, I, before I started counting down, I said, where are you putting that? Right. It was this big needle that they put into your, like, I'm like, where are you putting that? And then I started snoring and I was out, but I had, I had completely buried this. Now I've been struggling a little bit with my weight, but not like, like not crazy kind of thing, but I can never, I used to go to the gym. I don't go to the gym anymore. Cause I was getting mad. Cause I'm like, I can't lose this belly fat. Right. So all these pieces were coming together. Like it was like, imagine all these leaves in the wind blowing around and they just softly land. And then you go, Oh, that makes so much sense. Like, so going back to this surgery that I had was deeply buried inside of me and my subconscious I've forgotten about was pulled out of me to help me explain why my stomach maybe is not losing the weight that I would like it to, or why I'm carrying it. A lot of women carry their weight around their stomach and their uterus because it's maybe sometimes for protection. And that we have a, tr- we had a lot of trouble losing the belly fat, right? Um, not saying that you can't use it. Like I don't work that hard at it because I hate it, but you know, it's always there and it kind of annoys you. And you're like, oh, why? So got a big blah, blah, blah down there kind of thing. Right. But, but there's a bigger reason why it's there. And so I, I was understanding myself. And then I kept hearing the word subcutaneous. So whenever spirits connecting with me, it's always a fancy big word, right? So subcutaneous means like to, to insert inside or cut inside, like something with your skin under the skin, right? So as I was remembering this memory or going, tapping into this memory and like reliving it again, I kept hearing the word subcutaneous. So the process of what I figured out with this microdosing meditation or just lying me, me lying in bed was that I had a little bit of a trauma from this surgery. And that's why I can't, one of the reasons why I can't lose the belly weight. So I'm protecting myself. My belly feels like it needs to literally protect itself from being cut open again. Like, so maybe if you've ever had surgery with your stomach and you're a woman and, or like, I'm thinking right now about like C-sections, like 
every time I do a reading for someone and I'm like, this is happening. You have this trauma. They're like, I'm fine. I'm like, no, you're not fine. We are always like something happens to us or we go through some traumatic experience that maybe we don't think is a trauma and like being cut open, like literally your body is cut open with a knife on a table. That is freaking traumatic, but we think it's normal, right? No big deal. And we just carry on with our lives. Like I was 22 years old and completely forget about it. I'm like, I'm just going on with my life. I'm going to live my life. Right. And then you're like 48 one day. You're like, uh, what? And it just all comes up again. So like, it wasn't upsetting to me. It would help me understood why my body is reacting the way and help me love my body instead of being mad at it, you know? And like my body literally underwent a trauma and like, how can you be mad at your body for going under a trauma? It's not your body's fault. You're the one who agreed to go get cut open and the doctors cut you open. You're like, whatever. Hey body, we're going to do this, right? Our body needs to have a say in kind of what we do and your, your body communicates with you. So like I was talking to Chad, he's got, he's pulled some muscles. He's got like sore, some pains in his body. And I'm like, it's your trauma talking to you. And you're telling to shut up by giving it some Advil, right? Like your little person is trying to tell you your body will get very loud eventually. If you don't listen to your inner callings of like, we got to heal this. Right. So while mine wasn't a major surgery or major trauma, I want you to know, like some things that you don't think are a trauma because you bury them and they, you think they're normal your body feels and accepts them as being a trauma. So like, you can't judge what a trauma is and what is it in this container, right? Like for me, my body says that that was a trauma and my body, however many years later is still reacting to the surgery that I just moved on from. Right. Like I never thought about it again until literally today. So, you know, it's really important that you pay attention and like I'm not saying you have to microdose. I'm not saying you take any plants and stuff like that. I'm not saying that at all, but even just being quiet, if you just decided to go lay down or sit down and quiet and like find a quiet space and just take deep breaths and just close your eyes and just go back within yourself, you're going to like, things are going to start to come up if you allow them to, and you, and you don't need to be afraid of them. Okay. Oh, I just remembered the other cool thing that happened. So right before I had this visual, I went through this. It wasn't like a visual though. It was like, I was actually reliving it. Like I was on the table looking up and I could see their green masks and their green, whatever. And I was like on the table, like I could actually feel. So I relived this thing. And then what I saw right before that is very, very interesting, more interesting than this, this story I just told you. So the visual that I have, but it wasn't really a visual. It's hard to explain was that imagine a phantom version of yourself, like a hologram of yourself. And imagine that hologram of yourself is standing outside of your body, like maybe three feet in front of you, but you're still there. You're still your body. You're still you, but you as a hologram is projected like three or four feet in front of you. So this is what I observed. It was that I am outside of my body. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, I am outside of my body. I'm not really in my body. Now, what I mean by that is like, if you're, if you, and we all do this, if you're looking for outside validation. So like use, I'll use a silly example of something as small as Instagram. So I make, I think my reels are hilarious. Like the one I did today with the ghost at 3am, I literally peed my pants from laughing so hard at this, this reel that I made. I think I'm a funny girl, right? So I spent like hours on this CapCut app and always trying to find funny things to make for reels. But this one was like the, the best one I've ever done. I considered, I thought it was so funny. 
So if you ever go on Instagram and you don't have a lot of followers, like I have, I don't even have 2k followers, which is fine. Um, but my reels don't ever get out very well. Like I think one of them got out to 226 likes and like, who cares? But like, it was really down the one that, I, that people like the most, you know? So it's like the ones I don't put any effort into it, go like out there and get more views and stuff like that. But the, even the process of me saying, I only got 17 likes on my reel that allows, that causes me to be outside of my body because it's like the hologram of Jen is looking for outside validation. Like, why doesn't anybody think this is as funny as I do? Why is there not many likes on it? Even the thought that you have that causes you to be outside of your body. Even if you're meditating, you're not in your body. If you're looking for outside validation or for someone to come and take care of you and like, you know, sweep you away off your feet and all these kind of things, you are definitely hundred percent what I was shown and experienced. You're not in your body. You might think you're grounded, but you're not. Okay. So any of those things that you're going through, you, you will not be outside of your body. And it was the coolest thing to see myself outside of myself. I'm like, I am outside of myself. I'm still me, but I'm not, I'm not inside my body. So I want you to think about a time or feel into a time where you're like looking for validation from something you're looking towards the future. You know, you're thinking about tomorrow. You're not inside your body. I guarantee you're floating around. That's why you could feel like you're dropping your keys and you're not like when I went to go, this makes so much sense because at 8 a.m. this morning, my, my Jeep needs brakes and calipers, which are really expensive. I'm just finding out. Um, <laughs> I drove it over just across the street to a local, you know, mechanic who's, who's, they're wonderful. Um, and I took the dogs with me and I'm like, I'll just go with the dogs and I'll walk the dogs back at 8am. I was up at like six 30. So I wasn't like, I was too out of it, but I wasn't that early. So I go over there and I'm like, um, left the dogs in the car, I pulled in front of the part of the, the office. I parked my Jeep there, which I know I shouldn't have. I should have just left it over there and walked over, but I had the dogs. So I park right in front of the door and I walk in quickly. I'm like, here, here's the key. Let me know whatever, how much, and just go for it. And, um, I was taking off the, the, the key, the Jeep key and like the Jeep key. Oh, I'll just put this together now. So I used to have a minivan. I used to have a Dodge minivan. It's the same key. So the trigger from my Jeep making the same sound as the van used to make when I couldn't afford to buy brakes. And now I can pay for the brakes. Like that was such a trigger. Like I'm driving the Jeep is like, like the, you know, that horrible screeching metal on metal kind of sound. And that's exactly what the van used to do. And I couldn't afford to pay for the brakes on my van years ago when my kids were small. So that was a trigger. And the Jeep key looks just like the van key. Like the Jeep key is not updated. There's no key fob like everyone else has. It's like a like 1975 key. So I, I, I went to go give it to him and I was taking out the key ring and I ended up giving, handing him my house key and he puts it under the clipboard and he's like, I don't think this is the Jeep key. I'm like, oh my God. So I hand him the key. I'm like, I'm going to move the Jeep. Um, he has the key. So I'm like, oh my God, he's laughing at me. I'm like, I'm not awake yet. So I go back in, take the key, go move the Jeep, go back and give him the Jeep key. And I'm like, I am not grounded. So I kept dropping the leashes. The dogs were going crazy. I almost dropped my tea. Like it was, but then I saw this afternoon, I saw myself of why I'm like that. I'm not in my body. I'm literally not out. I'm not, I'm outside of myself. So it's really cool to, to experience that to like, and it was very neutral. There was no judgment. 
because with when the spiritual experience, there's no judgment. Like I did not judge me being outside my body and I didn't judge, you know, what I saw with the doctors and I have trauma in my stomach area. I didn't judge it. There was no judgment at all. That's a key point of like spiritual experiences. There's no judgment, right? So putting those all together right now is like, I love microdosing so much. Like, I love it. I love it. Like, I don't know that I would get that degree of learning and wisdom and remembering if I wasn't like, and that's just what I like to do. That's me. That's just where I'm at right now. Right. Um, and some days I don't feel called to it and it was starting to not work. And I'm like, well, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I don't need it anymore. Like you don't need it. Nobody needs microdosing. Nobody needs it. But the level of like remembering and learning was like, I was like, that is so cool. And I I love also taking away from that integrating this is because integration is a huge piece of microdosing almost as important or more important actually than microdosing itself is that noticing there was no judgment. I didn't judge myself. Like we're really hard on ourselves. Like me, like with my stomach, like, oh, you're so fat, right? There was no, I had no judgment at all today. I wasn't detached. I wasn't dissociating. I was very present. And I was like, I am not, I don't, I had no judgment towards myself at all. So there's another wonderful piece of that, right? Is like, it gives you non-judgment, like, which is also your soul. That's who you really are is non-judgment. So ding. So whenever I, like, I keep turning down the volume on my phone and it keeps dinging. So if you're hearing that, that, and I say something and then my phone goes ding, that spirit also saying yes to me. I know it doesn't make any sense, that's how it goes. So I'm going to give you a prediction. I guess to give them to you both because it is 10 o'clock. Oh my goodness. Past my bedtime. Okay. So here, or I'm going to open up my notes here. So I got two. So on April 19th at three Oh five, I got that bill. Clinton will pass soon. That's not a big deal, but that's what I got. Bill Clinton will pass soon. Um, my second one that I got at 6 30 AM on the same day was all I got was the word Unabomber. Unabomber. That's all I got. I didn't get where. I didn't get geography. I didn't get what was going to happen. I just got Unabomber. So sometimes when you're in your psychic development, you won't always get all the information. So ideally, it would be like, where is it going to happen? What day is it going to happen? How can I stop this? Unabomber, right? I kind of like I'm tapping into it right now because I'm still on the microdose, but. I kind of feel like it's in the state somewhere, which is still is very vague, but part of your development in your psychic abilities is to receive information, to receive it, and then sort of get deeper into it. So the word Unabomber, if I tap into that, or there's a song that I hear, what does it feel like? What is the song trying to tell me, right? That's, that's all part of your learning. So, you know, psychic development classes are a great way to do that. That's the very first class I ever took was a psychic development class. And I didn't turn back like that was shoo, let's go. We're doing it now. And then psychic development turned into mediumship and then mediumship turned into teaching. And then, ah, right. Like they, they say the rest is history. So, so if it's for you, you'll know, like you'll feel the pull, like you won't be able to stop thinking about it. And I don't mean my class. I mean, just like, I feel like I have a gift or I had a gift when I was younger. I turned it off because I was scared. You know, uh, I'm telling you these baby mediums and these new mediums in my foundations and mediumship course are blowing me away. Like all of them, they're just unbelievable. Like I'm like, where did you guys come from? And it's really cool because that's a mixture of like my old students and brand new people who I've never worked with before. So I love to see the dynamics between those two, how they're all working together, 
and how, how amazing they are at their gifts. Once they stopped being scared and they said yes to connecting with spirit, you can't see, but I'm shaking my head like, OMG. Um, they always surprise me, you know, and you, in a class, you might surprise yourself. So go, if you feel drawn to a class and I'm actually being called back to go do some more learning myself, actually, I want to go back to school myself and trying to find a mediumship mentor and the time working out. And cause there's some things that I also need to work on as well. So, so that's really important too, is like medium saying, I know everything. You cannot know everything about this. There is no way you can know everything about the spirit world. It's always changing. It's always, you know, keeping you on your toes. It's a wonderful career. It's a wonderful job uh, to this gift to have. I'm blessed to have this gift. And I'm going to end that right here because it's time for bed. I hope you guys have an amazing day, amazing weekend, amazing life. I hope you, I hope you love your life. I hope you are in awe of everything. I hope you go to the water and you stand by the water and you just stand there and look at the sun glistening on the water and going, you know what? I'm lucky to be alive. I am so blessed to be here right now and turn it around and I'll see you guys all next time on the singing media podcast.